0: Prophecy peeps, what is cracking? It is time for Signs of the Times, our weekly look at Bible prophecy in the world's news. I'm your host, Greg Hilt. Thanks for joining us today. Pastor Mark on the other side of the glass. He's our senior pastor at Calvary Knoxville and here to help us understand what is going on in our crazy world as it relates to the prophetic word of God. Today's show is not live. We're recording it for the first time. Yeah. Uh, So we can air it on Friday, which would be October 14th. Yes, I love it. Yes. So we're going to, we're kind of loosen the seat a little bit today. Hmm. Uh, We're going to just kind of go with the flow. And when it ends, it ends. And uh we kinda like that. Yeah,
1: and taking care of the people so you don't yeah. have to miss a show. You get to hear a absolutely. show and we're still pretty current. It's still the same week, so we're gonna be pretty current and some yeah. very important issues to talk about. So this is good.
0: It absolutely yeah. is. And yeah. uh, for everything related to our program, we encourage you to visit thewaymedia dot net and just click on signs of the times, or if you want the shortcut, you can just go to the signs dot org and that will take you right to the signs of the times page of the way dot net. And that is where you can listen or watch our episodes. Uh, you can read the articles that we discuss. That's all we, we always encourage you to be a Berean and see these things for yourself. Yeah. And you can ask Pastor Mark a prophecy question. And when we're not on the air, you can visit our friends there. Well, you'll see a thing on our webpage. On that page for Signs of the Times, it says the latest news, and we pull that from our friends at watch.org. So we always keep you up to date. That's right. That's right. With the news.
1: That's right. And when you tell your friends, you can know prophecy, and they say, there's no way. Say, no, yes, the way, 101.1. Yes. There is a way. There is a way. And you lead them to the media Yes.
0: It all ties together. (laughs) You know, and it's funny, that's the Lord's doing, quite honestly, because we would never be smart enough to come up with those things. I love it. All right, well, let's talk about an elephant in the room to start our show, right? Yes, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Uh, you know, a prophecy is is uh, is ever-present, and uh, sometimes it lays dormant in the world's news, and sometimes it rears its head, yeah. and sometimes it's an event thing, and sometimes it's an overarching issue or theme yeah. that the Bible talks about would be happening in the last day so right. it's one of those things where it's not just one thing but it can be a conglomeration that's right of things that happen and that's what pastor mark wants to start talking about we're going to take a look at an article here first and then we'll get into the scriptures uh, that really supports what's on pastor mark's heart to talk about on this episode which is episode 236 for those of you keeping track uh this is from newsweek Uh, Top Florida doctor warns young men uh, that COVID vaccines pose a high risk of death. Now, there's the article, there's the truth in the article, there's the scripture, and also what Pastor Mark's going to share with us today that he noticed when he was looking at all of this, was all of the different media outlets are talking about this but what they're trying to not talk about
1: that's right and i I go i want to talk about the main thrust of this article first and then kind of point out the difference in listening to the truth and what the media is telling you listen guys the media has a regular campaign of deception and that's why even today's show is getting a larger view of the enemies at work this is all about the enemy and he's trying to deceive the entire world and headed a certain direction and you'll see this just from this one illustration here of the media. Listen to what it says. Florida Surgeon General Joseph um, Ladapo warned on Friday against young men receiving COVID-19 vaccines, citing a, and notice this, they say citing a disputed analysis. It's not disputed at all. You can go look at the facts. This is not disputed. This this is the best article I can find already trying to tear it down. But anyway, citing a disputed analysis by this uh, the state health department that they pose an abnormally high risk of death. Now listen to the facts if you think it's disputed. First of all, his statement. Today we released an analysis on COVID-19 mRNA vaccines the public needs to be aware of. This analysis showed an increased risk of cardiac related death among men from 18 to 30, uh, 39 and Florida will not be silent about the truth. Lopato tweeted. Now this is interesting. Listen to this. What it says, the Florida health department said that the analysis showed that there is an 84% increase. Now listen to this. This is factual. This is not somebody's opinion. This is not political. This is factual. There is an 84% increase in relative incidence of cardiac related death among males 18 to 39 years old. And here's the clincher within 28 days. Now, let that sink in. And I'm going to go back to that after the vaccination that contains the messenger RNA, which is used in the Pfizer BioNTech and the Moderna vaccines. Now, here's the thing to grasp in their study. They found that these males, 18 to 39 years old, within a specific period of time, 28 days after the vaccine, the the incidence of cardiac arrest and heart attack and other things went up 84%. Now, that's a fact. That is not opinion, as we said. It's not political. It is a fact. And what's amazing is when you see that kind of analysis, you realize we've got a problem. Okay, Houston, we need to back up. And punt on these shots. We've got to think about it and see what's going on. But, Greg, even the way it's presented, because they say, instead of saying in this analysis that shows within 28 days, which you can see, the, you can go to yeah. to uh, Florida's State Health Department and see the numbers. It's right there. Instead of saying that, they say citing a disputed analysis. It's not disputed. It's simply being fought against because people don't want to hear the truth. And so this is something we need to know. The public needs to know and it's angering that they're trying to silence this, because we're talking about our kids and our men and their health and these kind of things. And it's not to bring fear into heart. It's to bring awareness and understanding. Now, let me ask you
0: this, Pastor Mark. You know, we've been talking about this for a few years now. Right. Whenever whenever this vaccine came out. Right. Uh, or what they're calling a vaccine.
1: At the beginning of 2020 and when they pushed it. Really. Yeah, that's what started there.
0: And we started to talk about the the makeup, the components, and some ingredients in this vaccine yeah. that we couldn't find. Yeah. You know, that were, you know, they were mysterious. They weren't telling us. Right. And we were raised concerns there. And then, you know, we started to hear of yeah. issues that were arising. So right. what makes... What makes now the time that now this is finally being allowed to be talked about and discussed in what I would call state-controlled media or enemy-controlled media Yeah, when they've been denying all of this stuff or just flat-out ignoring it? What's the difference? Is it because the numbers are just so extraordinarily high that they can't ignore it anymore? Yeah, yeah, that's what's happening.
1: Here's what's happening. It's now getting so normal. Uh, they even tried to bring in a whole new condition called SADS, you know, sudden adult oh, so, death yes, syndrome. Yes, I've heard that. And yeah. we, I think there's only one recorded case 20 years ago or something. So they brought it back and said, this is, you know, something that happens. Well, no, it's not something that happens. And now the highest cause of death in Canada is unexplained. Highest cause sudden, it's sudden death. Sudden death is highest cause in Canada right now. Um, Canada made a big
0: push for all of these shots. Yeah, did they, they not? It was
1: forced on everybody yes. and everything, the boosters and everything. Uh, the same thing in UK. They're having very, very high numbers. And and we're a little bit behind the UK. They get, you know, we, we looked at the UK when these younger men were getting these, these shots, they were dropping on the soccer field and all these things. You kept seeing these deaths. Well, now it's starting to happen here because we're about that much behind them. I, you know, on Saturday, we had a college coach collapse on the sidelines. Then on Sunday, we had a pro football player collapse on the field. Now, people collapse. I get that. But I'm saying, I predict you're going to see more of that. Yeah. Be watching. You're going to see more people just collapsing on the field. And it's going to come back to heart-related issues. Because what's happening is, I think it's hard for people to to think about it in, that, in those terms. But, but, Greg, the bottom line is, it's happening so much. Now, you can look at, okay, within 28 days, in a certain group, there really is no other possible thing that it could be. And what a lot of people don't understand... And I know these things were rushed out because everybody was concerned about what was going to happen. But once you begin to see problems, you got to put the brakes on. My concern is they won't put the brakes on. And the, the, the vaccine companies are only required to show you 50% of the ingredients. Interesting. So the, we don't know what the other 50% in these in these shots are because that's all they're required. And, you know, you, you used to you'd go to the doctor and you'd see your little pamphlet that told you everything in it. If you get the pamphlet or you order it or look at it online now, it's a big blank sheet with only a few things on it. They, leave, they give you a big blank sheet because they're not required to show you what's in it. So there's a lot of things that are concerning, but he, here's the deal on this is that... <laughs> You've got to understand the media is not going to be honest with you because this is a larger, it's larger than man. Again, the whole point of today's show, we need to get outside of looking at politics and man. This is a spiritual battle. It is way larger than we are. It is demonic. The Bible says that Satan wants to take the world over, that he he's come to kill, steal, and destroy. Jesus came to give life and life more abundant. So you're not going to get help from the media in this. And, and you know one of the tricks that you brought up I thought was good, I, I, I was sharing with you some of the other articles when I read about this. The main thrust of his uh, point in this is that we're seeing these deaths, we're seeing an 84% increase within 28 days, in the age group of 19 to 39 or whatever, 18 to 39. So we need to be aware of this. Everybody take t- proper precaution, right? And when you look at all these articles, you see things like disputed analysis. They, in knows they take away from what he's saying and try to divert you to something else to make you think, well, maybe that's not even right. No, it's right. Go do your own homework. It is right there in black and white. It's not disputed. It's just being refuted. It's being unaccepted. But listen to some of these other headlines for
0: God Did God really say that you shall not eat of the... Isn't it amazing? I mean, it, it Seriously. really
1: it is greg you know satan is the liar and the father of lies but listen to what the media put out there so there here's okay. your main points of what florida released yep that is 84 percent increase in the ages 18 to 39 within 28 days of getting the shot all right there it is and then later in the article he mentioned hey and by the way there's going to be some scammers out there when they release the new boosters or whatever and they might try to scam you on the information about the booster so be aware okay he added that as a caveat but when you read the articles listen to this article Florida, this is off of um, um, CBS News, Florida Attorney General Ashley Moody warns about coronavirus vaccine scams. No, he didn't. That's not a scam. He warned about the the shot and said, also, be aware of scams. But they didn't even mention his warning about the shot. They only said, hey, he's talking about scams. That's a scam. Yeah, that's a scam. Here's another one. (laughs) Florida Surgeon General warns um, against young men getting the COVID-19 vaccine What's his justification? Question mark.
0: Now, from what? What are these news sources? Okay, this one customers? here
1: is from um, I Newsweek.
0: Okay. No, no. This
1: one's Newsweek. No. The one we we read. See, is from the Newsweek. problem is these are all these are all normal, like either Newsweek. I think this is Forbes. I think here's For, why. Okay. One when I print Forbes. them on yeah. my printer, it erases who oh, did not Gotcha. But I'm pretty sure this one is Forbes. If you want to look it up, yeah. This one here I know is CBS News. The one we're talking about is Newsweek, and this last one is Fox News 13, Channel 7, out of Miami. Gotcha. And they said this. Attorney General warns of COVID uh, of, of of you know fake COVID nineteen uh, vaccine cards. Again, going back to the scam issue, they didn't even mention in the headline about the real me. He called a press conference to say, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! We got young guys dying, and they're dying <laughs> exactly. to the age of eighteen to thirty nine, and they're doing an eighty four percent increase within the within the first twenty eight days after getting the shot." That was that was the press conference. Okay, and then he went on to say, "Oh yeah, and also look." There's going to be scammers out there, guys, so be on your toes. Yeah. So all the headlines go, Florida go- uh, Florida Surgeon General comes out talking about scammers. Well, no, he didn't. He came out talking about the shot, and he mentioned scammers, and you are scamming the American people by not telling him what he came out to talk about. See, this is why. Do not listen to. You need to do your own homework. I tell our listeners all the yeah. time, do your own homework. And I also want to encourage those of you. That have uh, had you' had the shot, not to put fear in your heart again we 're seeing the, the the greatest situation of issues are hey, people here are having multiple shots they're getting multiple shots, boosters, and now they 're talking about continuing this on and on and on and on, and the warning is look we 're seeing problems here with a with a rushed shot, and I say shot because it doesn 't fit the definition of a vaccine, and that 's another do your homework it doesn 't fit it so this rushed shot that only, they only give fifty percent of the ingredients when you go to try to find out what 's in it. And now we have an 84% increase in our men from 18 to 39. This is a big deal, and it needs to be exposed. Now, why is it not being exposed? Again, it's spiritual. We're talking about something that's demonic worldwide. Again, Satan comes to kill, steal, and destroy. He wants to bring harm to mankind. But in addition to that, you know, Greg, one of the main reasons for this whole, I believe, I believe demonic thing that's happened here. And I say demonic, I'm not saying the vaccines aren't real and the sickness isn't, isn't real. That's not my issue. I'm saying what has happened over the last couple of years, I think is spiritual. And I think the ultimate goal, look past all that's happened. The ultimate goal is to get the whole world in the mindset of, we all need to work together to keep everyone safe and the world and work together to become one world as you know, so the world can survive. So the goal is one world which leads to a one-world government, one-world this, which the Bible says the Antichrist is going to lead doing so Satan can take the world over yeah. and rule.
0: Everything that we've seen, whether it's uh, the virus, whether it's uh, supply chain issues, uh, all of these things that are affecting our economy right, are all manufactured crises right. for the expressed purpose of what they believe is grabbing global control which is true right but they don't understand even the people that are behind the scenes the power brokers the 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 Klaus Schwabs and the Yuval Noah right. Hararis and right. the Bill Gateses of the world right don't even realize what they're doing from a spiritual perspective a prophetic fulfillment perspective and who's even pulling their strings right and encouraging them and putting these thoughts into their heads to do these things
1: yeah and you're right greg and, and things we've lost reality because of that yeah we're not living in reality again it shows you when we go back even to the issue of gender we've created all these genders it's not reality look chromosomes tell us you're either male or female the chromosomes demand that they, they won't allow anything else now you can do surgeries And you can say you feel like somebody different than what you are, but the reality is what it is. And so we're, if we get to the point to see where we're denying simple things like male and female, Craig, there's no end to this.
0: Well, you know, that kind of denial, that kind of, uh, putting doubt in the heart and mind, really, you know, it comes from the garden. Yeah. Uh, comes there in Genesis. Absolutely. Uh, But also too, a lot of what we're seeing right now and today is coming from a chapter in the book of Psalms that is often overlooked yeah. really from a prophetic yeah perspective yeah we we look at the psalms as a as is a different book with a different mission and yet we know that jesus says i am in the volume of the book that's right which means from stem to stern from right. beginning to end and yet prophecy is there as well in talking about things that are connected to prophecy right and uh... And you recently had taught on Psalm chapter two yes. at a recent pastor's conference. Yes.
1: Yeah. And and before I even get into that, because yeah. we're going to cover sure. that uh, before I even get to that, though, I want to make a couple other comments about this. And that is, I really want to encourage our listeners to go out and do your own research. I want to say this over and over and over, because in every nation where they put the masks on, there are greater death rates in every location where they wore more masks, There are greater death rates. There's a reason for that. That indicates to us scientifically that wearing the masks makes it worse, not better. In every country where they had lockdowns more intensely, guess what they had? Higher death rates. So we had higher um, percentages of masks, higher percentage of lockdown. You had higher percentage of illness and death. It's not So you have to go. Why are we doing that? Again, it's a lack of reality and looking at what's really happening, Greg and I believe, again, This I'm looking at it from a spiritual perspective. I yeah. And then the studies are out there, guys. They're all over the place. I mean, just go. It's it's not. And this isn't conspiracy theory sites. I'm talking about John Hopkins University. I'm talking about major studies in Denmark and all these things. Okay. You, you can find it. Now, with that said, matter of fact, uh, Del Bigtree in the High wire, he has a whole list of articles. You can go there. I have no problem mentioning him at all. He's got a great uh, uh reservoir of articles uh, his, at his website from from all the major news sources around the world that show you these things I'm sharing. So you can do your homework and find this kind of stuff. But my point is, before we even get into Psalm 2, the Bible tells us in the last days that Satan is going to be working to deceive the entire world and blind them where they will believe the lie. They won't even be able to see reality or truth any longer. And I'm saying the whole thing with masks and lockdowns and shots... It has not worked. It has made things worse. And yet the world is going along in lockstep because it is a, it is a satanic deception worldwide working us toward ultimately Revelation 13 and the mark of the beast. If everyone can go along and conform, um, you know, mask in and of themselves, they, they create submission. That's why you see in Islam, they wear the masks and the headdress and all that. Anytime you cover up your face, it creates a situation of submission. It takes away some of your personhood, who you are. So I can see why the enemy would push those types of things. Yeah. And the reason they don't work is they work in a, in a surgical office because again, it's a, it's a controlled environment. But once you get out in the public and you're touching it and everybody's taking them on and off, it has zero effect. I mean, it really does nothing but make it worse because this spreads more germs. Well,
0: even in those environments where masks are worn in medical professions, uh, they're only worn for short periods of time. Those masks are thrown away with and replaced. Um, Respirators that are used in different industries and things like that. The same thing. Those filters are constantly changed. They're not wearing those things with in their cars with the windows rolled up right or out in the open air yeah. again controlled environments for specific situations that's right and if god had designed us to wear masks all the time he we would have been born with masks. yeah i mean it's, it's but to it's, your point too there's uh, that submission factor you know that's the is. spiritual component yeah. to yeah but it also brings the issue of fear And God, the Bible says that God has not given us, and and I believe that he's speaking to believers at this point. Right? God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and sound mind. Yes. So you want to talk about something that kind of separates, you know, know, God's kids from the rest of the world is the fact that you see people that don't know Jesus that have this unnatural fear because they don't know what comes next. Yeah. They're afraid of death, and we get it. We're we're all to that to a certain extent. But the point is, is that... They're so fearful that it is controlling their lives and the enemy loves that because now he can control you with the masks, with the shots, with the lockdowns, with the you can't go here, you've got to go there, you need a passport for this, you need a passport for that. Yeah, and the lockdown's a
1: control issue. Exactly. We're leading toward worldwide control by Satan. Again, now we know the lockdowns were disastrous because we're seeing that the fact that people weren't out interacting, now we don't have the immunities that build up, especially in our kids, and we're getting sicker than ever.
0: And what's another crisis that's happened? Mental health. That's right.
1: Which goes back to the it lockdowns all and, back, all, and exactly, drugs and alcohol. Exactly. So I mean, again, this whole thing has been a disaster. The lockdowns—they've never happened, Greg. Ever with with pandemics, you don't do lockdowns. People live life. The masks—they don't work. Um And so the whole thing has been a disaster. And I and I believe because it's been coordinated worldwide. Yeah. That's where I see the enemy's hand. It's Man a, could never pull this off.
0: It's a perfect storm of
1: destruction.
0: Yes. And, and really, and again, we come back to John ten ten. The enemy comes to steal to kill and to destroy
1: yes and the Bible tells us this this one of the listeners to know the Bible tells us in the last days Satan will deceive the entire world with sinister schemes and you might be saying well, wait a minute we don't have to say, the antichrist isn't here yet no what it says is
0: spirit of antichrist
1: the spirit of antichrist will start before the antichrist yes. arrives with and the with sinister schemes and the antichrist will bring sinister schemes in and deceive the world
0: was it Jesus or was it Paul that said that the spirit of antichrist is already at work second thessalonians 2
1: through 12 for the mystery of lawlessness is already at work only he who now restrains will do so until he's taken out of the way and then the lawless one will be revealed whom the Lord will consume with the breath of his mouth and destroy with the brightening of his coming. Notice this, the coming of the lawless one is according to the working of Satan with all power, signs and lying wonders. And with all unrighteous deception among those who perish because they did not receive the love of the truth that they might be saved. And for this reason, God, God will send them strong Mm. delusion Mm. that they should believe the lie Um, that they all may be condemned who did not believe the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. So what he's saying is, is the spirit of antichrist has already begun. It's already at work, Greg with sinister schemes. And I believe the last two years has been a massive worldwide sinister scheme. You know, I
0: never really equated the mystery of lawlessness and lawlessness abounding to be an inference of, the spirit of antichrist yeah i've i've always considered those two things separate for some reason in my mind
1: yeah
0: but that's very interesting the way that you just described that from the scriptures. yeah the
1: scripture ties them together ties them together that amazing it is amazing and and so you know even as greg you see the storm like we had the hurricane here recently in florida and they had all the headwinds first right yeah. Well, the the headwinds of these sinister schemes have begun. The Antichrist has not been revealed yet, but the headwinds are already here. And that is, I believe, what we're watching this. And again, I come back to the fact that the entire world went along with it as yes, one without anybody pitching a fit. Yep. This is more. Look, you can't get you can't get 10. You you can't get five nations typically to agree on any one topic. Uh, you can't get, you know, you think of just 10 people in a room, even 10 doctors about the best way to treat a patient. It's hard to do except in certain areas. Think about all the nations of the world. For the most part, there was one or two that, that that said something against it, but the majority of the nations of the world all just went along and said, Oh, this is something we're supposed to do. That's a spiritual thing. That's a, that's a power that's beyond and above mankind. It didn't happen. That's where I see the hand of the enemy. Molding the world to get ready for this mark of the beast and this worldwide takeover. So we talk about the headwinds coming. So
0: you're talking about two uniters there of the world, Pastor Mark. You're talking about, uh, you're talking about the virus. You're talking about the environmental movement. Yes, climate change. Yes. I'm just wondering, you know, when you think about the Trinity, and the three chords are not, you know, easily broken. Right. And there's implication. I wonder if there's going to be a third uniter in all of this.
1: I don't know if there is, but there is an unholy trinity in Revelation very clearly. Satan, the Antichrist, and the false prophet.
0: So I just wonder if there's a third. Yeah. You know what I mean? Anyway, yeah. You're, that's just a, a good thought,
1: because the two main things he's using have been then this whole thing the last two yeah. years with the virus and, of course, climate change or whatever. And like we said before, and I'll mention this. God is in control of our climate. You know, in Colossians chapter one, it says that the Lord holds, Jesus Christ holds all things together by his power and glory. Okay. Uh, That's, that's in Colossians chapter one. And so, and he's the one doing that. And the Bible says in the last days, the earth will be groaning for the return of the Lord. So you're going to see the earth doing things environmentally that are not normal. So there are going to be environmental changes. There are going to be environmental disturbances. That's going to happen. But the Bible tells us in Romans eight twenty two, it's simply the earth groaning for the return of the Lord. And so, and this is even, you know, and this is a little bit later than I'm talking about for all was going to get, I'm getting ahead of myself, but that's okay. Yeah. Um, You know, when you talk about the, the environment being destroyed, Greg, there's so much a push to save the environment. They think we need to shut down everything, cars, life, even now shutting down gas lines and airplanes, whatever. Um, the environment the Bible says in the last days is going to be destroyed, but not by man. The Bible says God's going to destroy the environment. In Revelation, it says God will destroy the green, the trees of the earth, the green grass of the earth. God will destroy the air with pollution. God will destroy the oceans and pollute them uh, as a judgment against man because they're worshiping the, the, the environment rather than worshiping God. They're worshiping the creature rather than worshiping the creator, Romans chapter one. Yeah. And so Revelation tells us because of that, God's going to destroy the environment. But here's the good news. God's not going to destroy the environment until the rapture takes place and until the great tribulation takes place. And then when Jesus comes back to rule and reign with all of us coming with him, he's going to restore the environment. He's going to clean the air up, clean up the oceans. He's going to make it like the Garden of Eden again. And we're going to live for a thousand years on this earth in a totally pure earth. It's going to be beautiful. Wonderful. But but again, we have to realize what Satan is doing is he's taking the fact that the earth is groaning so that it's something you can look at and say, yeah, there are these things happening. And then he's saying it's because of man. Yeah. It's because of our cars. It's because of our airplanes. It's, we're, we're, we're ruining the earth. No, no, no. He's trying to deny Romans 8.22. It's because the earth's groaning. Um, and then he's going to, again, get to the whole point where, you know, he, he unites the world. Remember, the kind of things we're going to see, Greg, are worldwide and they're worldwide uniters. COVID was a worldwide uniter. Let's all work together to save the planet. That's, and now we see environmentalism, which came before COVID, really. Yeah. Bring the planet together so we can all save the planet. Now, why would you want to get everyone as one? First of all, you want everyone in one place so you can rule over them. Satan wants to rule the world and be God. It tells us that in Scripture. But he's working us toward the mark of the beast. And the only way we're going to be able to control people's, uh, you know, what they do with the environment, what they do with their vaccines or shots or whatever, the only way we're going to be able to control that is to monitor everyone, as they said at the World Economic Forum, to monitor them under their skin. And that's going to be a mark on the hand or the forehead. So as believers, we see what's happening. We're watching it take place. We should not be duped. I think the saddest thing to me is to watch many churches falling into these traps. Yes. But, you know, Greg, we talked about the, the the sinister schemes are being the headwinds. The Lord talked about a woman in birth pangs. Yep. Right. Same kind of thing. Um, but again, remember, it's the, it's the worldwide things that we're watching for. And again, I, this couldn't happen any other way. It's just there's no way you could do that. Uh, but Satan can do it. And again, by the way, for our reference of those that Jesus sold all things together, that's Colossians one verses 16, and 17 uh, for any of those, anybody who wants to look that up. Um, but we have to, here's another issue we face, Greg, that I spoke to the pastors about at the conference. And I want to bring up now for our listeners. And that is this, the enemy tries to shut anybody down that tells the truth by yelling conspiracy theory. Now it's an intimidation factor to shut people down from telling the truth. Are there any crazy conspiracy theories? Absolutely. Listen to me, fellow brother and sister. You don't need to be chasing flying saucers and Bigfoot. (laughs) And I'm sorry if I hurt anybody's feelings if they believe in Bigfoot. But now these kind of things, you don't need to be chasing these conspiracies. It's don't waste your time on this stuff. That's nonsensical. But here's what I want to say. If it's in the Bible, it's not a theory. It's a conspiracy. If the Bible says there's going to be a conspiracy in the last days worldwide, that's not a theory. And it's not wacky. It's called the word of God. It's the Bible. And Greg, really, uh, the plumb line is if it's in the Bible, it's not a theory. Um, If the the emperor's not got any clothes on and the Bible says the emperor doesn't have clothes on, we've got to call that out. And somebody said, well, that's your opinion. You think the emperor doesn't have clothes? No, the Bible says he doesn't have clothes and look at him. He's naked. So don't be afraid. By the terminology conspiracy theory thrown at you, when you share these facts like the Florida Surgeon General did, don't be afraid of that. It's, it's the enemy trying to silence those who are truly speaking the truth. And, and I want to read before we get into Psalm 2, Greg, listen to what it says about the Antichrist when he comes on the scene. Now, remember, the setting is the headwinds. Again, he, the, the, the spirit of Antichrist is already at work. So when it talks about the Antichrist sinister schemes, that means it's already underway. He's just not here doing it himself yet. But the Antichrist is, I mean, but Satan's doing it through the spirit of Antichrist. Listen to what it says. Speaking of the final day's kingdoms, those 10 kingdoms that come together in, in uh, uh, Daniel chapter eight, verses 23 through 25 says in the latter time of their kingdom, that is the final kingdom before the Lord comes back. When the transgressors have reached their fullness, a king shall arise having fierce features. Here's the Antichrist hmm. who, who understands sinister schemes. His power shall be mighty but not by his own power. He shall destroy fearfully and shall prosper and thrive. Mm. He shall destroy the mighty and also the holy people. That is after the rapture through his cunning, he shall cause deceit to prosper under his rule. And Greg, this deceit is worldwide. Okay. Now sinister. Interesting. According to Webster sinister is means this suggesting or threatening harm or evil. Mm. It's kind of interesting. A lot of what we just went through. Yeah. And in Daniel, it means a riddle or difficult question or a parable. And in Numbers 12, 8, it says it is hidden secrets done in private. So what it's saying is, in the last days, the Antichrist will bring in hidden secrets done in private with the world leaders to deceive the world. That's the Bible. That's not a conspiracy theory. It is a conspiracy but it's a biblical conspiracy that Psalm 2 talks about. Interesting. The word cunning means dark things, uh, means uh, the Antichrist's understanding of dark things or things hidden from the general population will cause deception to prosper. Okay. So he'll, he'll hide things from the general population. It'll be discussed behind the scenes with the world leaders and they'll deceive the world by that. That's what it says in Daniel chapter 8, verses 23 through 25. Blows my mind when you just look at the Bible and what it says. Now getting into Psalm. And again, just anytime, Greg, you want to throw in, jump in there. Let no, me know this because, is, no, this is
0: all good. Yeah, yeah. because I
1: kind of have, I'm kind of, you know, just going down the line and look at this. Listen to what it says in Psalm 2. It says this Why do the nations rage and the people plot a vain thing? So uh, the kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed, saying, Let us break their bonds in pieces and cast away their cords from us. Now, before I say anything else about these verses, here's the context. The context of these verses is the last days. How do I know that? Because we're going to see in a moment, it talks about the Lord coming back and ruling and reigning and all that. So this context of Psalm two is the last days. So what he's saying is in the last days, the nations will rage and plot a vain thing. The Kings and rulers of the earth will take counsel together um, for the purpose of breaking the bonds of God off of them. But Greg, it's when you get into the meaning of these words, The word rage here literally means to conspire or create a secret plot.
0: Now, Pastor Mark, is this at the end of the Great Tribulation period, or is this at the end of the thousand-year millennial reign?
1: Well, again, it's going to start out with what they're doing over time, then it's going to end with the fact they have to stand before him to be judged. Okay, So it covers a long period, but what you have to understand is we're looking at the context of the last days and the headwinds heading toward it, which means if God says they're going to be doing plots and conspiracies in the last days, we need to be watching for plots and conspiracies by the world leaders in the last days. But, Greg, let me let me develop this. Listen to this. Sure. Again, the word rage here. Why do the nations rage? It, it says it means to conspire or create a secret plot. The word plot means, uh, the word yeku means uh, low sounds such as the moaning of a dove or the growling of a lion over its prey. And taking counsel, Yasad means found or fixed firmly such as the foundation of a building. And it says they set themselves in this, which means they take a stand in it. Now that's all the meanings. I put it together in one sentence. Listen, what it says in Psalm two, with all the word meanings in the context of the last days. And tell me if we're not there, it says in the last days, the Kings and leaders of the earth will meet secretly together Mm. to take counsel and take a stand to form a conspiracy and a secret plot that will lay a foundation for their plan in fighting against God and His Anointed Jesus Christ. Wow! And get this: the way they're going to do it, He gives the adjective descriptive here, the word meaning it will be like the sound of a growling lion over its prey. Hmm. Satan walks about around the earth
0: like a roaring lion, seeking whom He
1: may devour. Yeah. And what lions do, Greg, right before they finish him off, that'll stand over him. You know they're dying that's how they're going to be meeting together in a conspiracy with the world leaders behind the scenes to deceive the world in the last days Mm.
0: now Pastor Mark how does this compare to the scripture verse and I'm sorry I'm I'm having a problem with this all day trying to remember the verses but where it talks about that God is going to put these thoughts into the hearts of these men to do these things that we're seeing happening right so where is that and and how does that contrast or complement what we're reading here in Psalm two.
1: Well, again, you caught me off guard. Sorry, because I, cause I it don't just popped into my wording, head, but I don't know the exact wording of that verse to do a quick study of it. Um, yeah, so I don't know how to you know what that I'm up.
0: talking about.
1: Yes, it does. It does talk about you know God, they, God doing that. I'm trying to see. um It talks about the law written in their hearts. Uh, that's not the one. I'd have to, Greg. I'd have to okay, do that's some fine. more homework on that. I apologize. That's fine. That's okay. um But you know, I put you on the spot. No, that's all right. But again, remember, you're right. The Antichrist, God's going to allow it, and God will even do it Himself. The thing that I noticed here was it's. It's not just the Antichrist doing this. It's God himself says, I'll bring deception. Yes, exactly. Yeah, which we read just a moment ago. Yes. God says, I'm going to bring deception because you're believing these lies.
0: And so is that the same tantamount to when Pharaoh, he was like, he hardened his heart. So God just came alongside him and solidified it. Y-
1: yes, it would. Yes, absolutely. In that same tone. Absolutely. It's that whole idea of if that's what you want. I'll let you okay. have it. And I'm going to yep. solidify it in your heart. Yeah. But the key to remember, Greg, look at this. When he says they're going to be doing these things against God and his son, who's going to be included in the attack on that? It's going to be the church, which we're the representative of Jesus Christ. So in that whole definition, when they're trying to throw away the cords, it means the ropes of God and his son. The church is going to be in that, which means part of the whole thing is going to be, we talked about where they're shutting down churches and all these things. That's going to be a part of what's going on. And it's all a part of the attack against God and the church included in that. When he says, let us break their bonds in pieces, And cast their cords from us. So we're going to be, I get my point is that one of the reasons that I believe this happened worldwide was not just so to develop that mindset of world control control, but there's also, I think a focused point on shutting down the church. And that's why one of the things I encourage the pastors there was, is look, don't let them shut the church down. The Bible says, do not forsake the assembly together, especially as you see the day approaching where we're going to see more and more, I think sinister schemes to unify the world, but also to shut down the church.
0: You know, I wonder if there's a spiritual application to be made in um, Gideon's army compared to church apostasy. Because we know that God had instructed Gideon to, uh, to he needed to assemble an army, and, and Gideon thinks he needs a lot in his army to make this happen. Right. So God tells Gideon to go down there and have him drink at the brook or at the river, right? but to do it in a certain way where their heads are still up while they're drinking right. versus putting their heads down. And the ones that put their heads down, those are the ones that got eliminated. right? So now we see a lot of these things happening in the world that's really identifying parts of the church is really apostate not believing in the bible not believing that jesus is the only way and falling in line with the control of the enemy and so it's dwindling what we could only discern is biblically the true church that's left so i wonder if there's any correlation between what happened there in gideon's army and, and and what we're seeing today and that you know god has allowed these things to happen To eliminate those people that thought they were in the army, but they really aren't.
1: I think you're, I think you're onto something there, Greg. Because remember, the reason they stayed up and brought the water to their mouth was so they had their eyes open, watching what was happening. Exactly. So they were prepared for the real battle. Those who put their head down, we we would say today, your head's in the sand. Yeah, you're not going to be prepared for the battle, and therefore you're you're no use in the battle. And so, yes, I think you're going to see many of those who don't have their head up, watching these kind of things, understand the the times in which we live. And the word of God, they're not going to be prepared or ready or able to handle it. So this is why, Greg, it is so important. And of course, this message was for it's for everybody, but specifically pastors. You know, my heart was this we of all we have to have our eyes wide open, right? Because we're the ones leading the flock now. So he's he's going to do this. But notice he goes on to verse seven and are actually verse four. Notice the Lord's response to the plotting to the conspiracy of the world leaders. He says he who sits in the heaven shall laugh the the lord will hold them in derision it means the idea behind the wording is you got to be kidding me you really think you can take me i'm the god of the universe you're going to go down and make some plan to, to to think you can conquer me and deceive my people and do all these things it's like no i'm going to defeat you this isn't going to be hard it says you shall speak to them in his wrath and distress them in his hot displeasure he says yet i've set my king on my holy hill in other words You're going to try to keep me from have Jesus take the world over because you want to rule it and all your kingdoms and the Antichrist. No, no, no. (laughs) I'm going to I will set my king on my holy hill and you can't stop me. And my people will be ruling with him and you can't stop them. So you can do all these crazy, sinister schemes in the last days to try to stop it and throw his cords away from you and plot your conspiracies. But I'm going to win in the end. You can't stop it. And so there's this whole kind of you got to be kidding me thing here with the power of the Lord. I love it. It's just kind of this whole idea, Greg, of, you know, you're going down. He will hold them in derision. It means he'll mock them and ridicule them. And yeah. and again, uh, he's going to he say that literally the language means he'll distress them, which means to terrify, to put them in deep displeasure or burning displeasure. And and I love the past tense here. Yet I have set my king on my holy hill. Now, there's the context of the last days and the second coming. He says it's going to happen. I've already done it you can't stop it it may not have happened in the timeline we have yet but god has he sees all things from beginning to end my son is already there and he's, already going, already, be, there, yeah. yes, he's already going to there yes he's already gonna be there in power so he's gonna happen and so again we're to be we, we are to wake up and watch for this to happen greg we're to wake up and that's why again not forsaking the this hebrews 10 24 and 25 yeah. says let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as you see the day approaching. Here's the point. As we get into the last days, we're gonna see more sinister schemes. And he says, When you see that, don't stop meeting together as a church. Don't be tricked. I knew there would be viruses in the last days. I knew there would be sinister schemes as well. I knew there'd be real. I knew there'd be fake. There'll be both. You keep meeting. And so the, the, the voice to the church today is this, don't cancel your churches. Don't close the doors, especially as we get closer to his return, be meeting even more. Now we're to use wisdom. If some black plague comes through and people are dropping dead all around us, it doesn't mean we just, you know, foolishly all jump in there and die together. No, we stop and say, well, what, what kind of precautions do we need to take? And we take those precautions, but we continue to meet with those precautions. And that's what I saw that didn't happen this last time. That hopefully we can all learn from for the next time.
0: United we stand, divided we fall. That's right. And there's a physical application as well as a a unity application in spirit. Yeah. And we've seen that play out through this mental health crisis. Why? Because you've seen the world's population not being able to handle being divided, isolated, separated from friends and loved ones. And that is not a coincidence in terms of, well that's just the society of our day no that is by god's design down to our dna how he created us he designed us to be in fellowship with one another to have relationship with one another why because even as our earthly marriages are our representations of our spiritual relationship with the Lord. We were designed to be together just as God originally designed us to be together with him. That's right. And sin ruined it all.
1: That's right. That's right. Again, and Satan's just disrupting everything. He's taking God's order and trying to turn it upside down into disorder. And that's what he is. The Antichrist, he's opposed. He's everything against God. And so that's what he's trying to do. So it doesn't surprise us, but we need to be aware of it. Yep. And so he goes on and says, I will declare the decree. The Lord has said to me, verse seven, you're my son. Today I've begotten you. Ask of me and I'll give you the nations for your inheritance. Not the not the kingdoms, not the Antichrist. They're, I'm going to laugh at that. Their, their, their um, conspiracy is not going to work. I will do what I said I'm going to do. He said, I'll give the nations to you and the ends of the earth for your possession. So you're going to rule and reign. And he says, you'll break them with a rod of iron, you'll dash them to pieces like a potter's vessel. So it's going to be a, a, a very serious bam. When he comes back, you either submit or you're in big trouble. And I love the way he ends, Greg. And I'll wrap it up. There's so much more we could talk about, but. That's fine. You say as much as yeah, you need no, I to know, say. I know, but I mean, on this on the Psalm portion yeah, here. Yeah, okay. Um, you know, because we have some other stuff to cover. Uh, but he says, here's the warning he gives to these, uh, world leaders who are trying to conspire against him because they're going to fail. Here's the, here's the warning. Now therefore be wise, O kings. Be instructed, you judges of the earth, serve the Lord with fear, not the Antichrist, not your own desires. Serve the Lord Jesus with fear. I put Jesus in there because He's our Lord, and rejoice with trembling. Kiss the Son, lest He be angry. That's a that's a a Middle Eastern term to say you better get right with Him while you can. Mm. Kiss the Son, lest He be angry, and you perish in the way when His wrath is kindled but a little. And blessed are those who put their trust in Him. So again. There are going to be more sinister schemes in the last days. The headwinds have already begun. The Antichrist will bring in more full-fledged sinister schemes. We have to have our eyes open, but what do we do as believers? We look to the Word. We continue to believe God's Word and not the enemy. We don't live in fear. We continue to meet together, not forsaking the assembly. We continue to recognize, yeah, there's Bigfoot and flying saucers and crazy stuff out there. Ignore that stuff. But when the Bible says there's going to be a worldwide conspiracy in the last days... We need to have our eyes open for worldwide conspiracies in the last days. That's the Bible. That's the word of God. And that's our plumb line. So we need to wake up as a church and be watching and ready.
0: When you talk about fear, Pastor Mark, and we're talking about not fearing the Antichrist, and yet it says fear God, but the the term fear there is a little bit different, is it not? Yes.
1: Yeah, it's it's a fear of reverence and respect. We recognize his awe and his greatness, so we have a respect and a fear for how great he is. The fear of the enemy is one of terror. Yes. They're terrorized. We talked about the difference this last Sunday of the women at the tomb and the, and the soldiers. Yeah. It's interesting. The soldiers, when the angels showed up, they collapsed in fear and were like paralyzed dead men. When the women showed up, they were startled. But it says so they, they had, weren't fearful. No, they weren't. They, they had. They, it says they had fear, but great joy. Yes. So it was a balanced fear of wow, something supernatural. I don't see this every day. But great joy. Whereas the soldiers simply had terror. Yeah. They collapsed and they ran. Yeah. And that's how we're to see our God. We have respect and fear for His awesomeness, but there's great joy because we're His child. There's another
0: scripture verse that would be applicable into all of this, and that is the one in. Forgive me, I just remember, but don't remember the location. It the Bible says, "Do not fear." those that can harm your body yes but fear the one that can harm your body in your spirit or your soul or something along those lines yes
1: send your soul to hell condemn your soul yes
0: so you know in terms of you know fearing man versus fearing god yes you know our fear needs to be rightly
1: aligned there that's right exactly You're, you're right we're to fear in other words fear the eternal. Don't fear the temporary. That, that's the temporary that people fear when they, you know, you're worried about that. And actually it's here, uh, yeah, Matthew ten twenty-eight. There we go. Uh, I'm not super Christian. I looked it up on with <laughs> my, with my Bible thing real quick. It <laughs> says, and do not fear those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul. There you go. But rather fear him who's able to destroy both soul and body in hell. Yeah. That's Amen. where our fear's got to be. So again, church, wake up. We Sinister schemes here. As we, as we look at this portion of what we're talking about today, uh, there's going to be more. And the goal is to shut down, uh, to give uh, the world to conspire together for a one-world rulership by the Antichrist, and whatever they can use to get there, and the church is to continue to meet, regardless of that, until the Lord gets us out of here. And I, one last thing I'll say, you look yeah. back at the the pandemic of 1854 with Charles Spurgeon, people were dying uh, you know, all over England, and God um, told him to keep going, Greg. He had a church of thousands. There weren't many churches back then, very few that ever had that many until our modern day. He had a church of thousands there in London. He kept meeting because God told him to. And there were some people in his fellowship that died. He kept meeting because it says, Do not forsake the assembly together of believers. How we need men of, of, mm-hmm. of boldness like that today. Now, I, I know this. I know him, his testimony enough to know he wasn't reckless. It wasn't just some reckless thing, let people die. No, I don't care. Of course he cared. He would have been heartbroken. I'm sure they took every precaution they could. Here's the thing we're to take every precaution. We're to be wise. We're not to be foolish. We evaluate what the brains God has given us in in obedience to the word of God. And God will show us in each test and sinister scheme or whatever happens in the last days what we need to do. But we can't abandon the word of God based out of fear and what the enemy's trying to do. That's my that's my really thrust in this whole thing for people to grasp onto. Absolutely.
0: Very good. Thank you, Pastor Mark. You guys are listening to Signs of the Times on WIAM L.P. Knoxville. It's our weekly look at Bible prophecy in the world's news. And now let's get into some other news articles of interest. And we're going to get to a listener question this week as well. Uh, This is from JNS.org regarding growing anti-Semitism. More than 90% of articles in the top U.S. campus papers were biased against Israel, yeah. shocker of all shockers. Yeah,
1: again, we, we know the Bible says in Zechariah 12, there's going to be an increase of hatred toward the Jews in the last days, and that's something we can expect. And to see it on campuses, I would Campuses that,
0: are just an incubator for that they stuff.
1: They really are. It says between 2017 and 2022, a 92.82% a increase, or, or rather 92.82% percent of the articles in leading u.s college newspapers that strayed from the journalistic objectivity were anti-israel according to a report from the alums for campus fairness so again not a lot to say on this other than to make you aware there's going to be 12 yeah there's going to be a growing hatred against the jews and you're going to see it again as always on college campuses but it's going to spread everywhere as well
0: absolutely yeah all right let's get into some pestilence plagues disasters and corruption the perfect storm this is from reuters u.s reports highly lethal bird flu in arkansas chickens hopefully that's not the tyson chicken plant
1: yeah you know it's interesting greg there's a couple things to note here number one we have to look at matthew again where it talks about plagues increasing like we talked about so we are expecting those things but we also have to see uh be aware now again of we talked about sinister schemes and why do i say that Uh, Because there's been an inordinate amount of chicken factories and other food producing factories that have been burning here in the last year. I I mean, the food, I mean, have increased astronomically. It's beyond chance now. It's like it's almost like you said, why are people talking more about the shots and some of this happening? Once it gets to a certain level, you can't hide it anymore. That's what's happening here with this. And so we're seeing a lot of cattle, birds, food plants. Uh, even now, nations, Greg, that are purposely shutting down 30% of their farming. We've had nations work well, together. To and that's shut down governments portions.
0: forcing the farmers. But again, remember, yeah. worldwide uh, yeah. working exactly. together.
1: This is where we see the enemy's hand involved. So c- this may be legitimate. It may simply be a way to try to, uh, again, further the famine situation. Because remember, furthering crisis creates people to come together under the control of the governments of the world. So Again, remember, there's going to be these conspiracies that are legitimate in the last days. Don't write these things off. And again, it may just be uh, either way, Matthew 24 and further plagues in the last days, highly lethal form of avian flu infected a commercial flock of breeding chickens in Arkansas. The U S department of Agriculture said on Friday, widening an outbreak of the disease in the key Southern producing region nationwide, more than 47 million birds have been killed by avian flu are cold, put to death, to control its spread this year in the nation's worst outbreak uh, since a record 50 million birds were wiped out in 2015. So, again, I think, Matthew 24, you're going to see an increase in plagues and all these things, and you're going to see an increase in famines. All these things happening at once around the world, Greg, it only uh, increases those situations, and we're watching it happen. Yeah.
0: Uh, CNN Business, another supply chain crisis, barge traffic halted, on the Mississippi River by because of lowest water levels in a decade.
1: Yeah, and again, it's funny it's interesting to watch all these things that are happening in the earth and the environment working together to make the famine worse and all these again, we, the Bible says in the last days famines will increase. Well, these are the kind of things that do that. Yeah. You can't get your barges through to bring food, supplies, all these things. Uh says so the lowest water levels uh, in the in a decade causes a severe drought. Uh, The Army Corps of Engineers has been dredging portions of the river for the past week in an attempt to deepen channels and get barge traffic moving again. But the closures have caused a massive tie up to the nation's already struggling supply chains. You're seeing the perfect storm, Greg, falling together. And remember, what Satan wants to do is bring total chaos in the last days, allowing all these things to happen, God allowing it, bringing it in. And again, it just creates this environment that once again, everyone becomes submissive to this world leadership, bows to someone who's going to save the day. And I believe the Antichrist is going to come on the scene as the guy to save the day. So again, this is just further marching toward that save the day scenario that we're going to need this hero. Uh, You know, these are the things we keep our eye on here because it just makes it that much worse. It compounds it. It sure does. Yeah.
0: We'll take a break from our articles to answer a listener question. Uh, This question uh, comes from Austin, Texas where Laura enjoys Signs of the Times, and she's got a question about last day's churches. She says, I know the Bible says in the last days that there will be apostasy, and it seems like it is much more than I imagined it would be. (laughs) That could be for all of us there, Laura. Uh, How, as believers, can we know that we are being discerning about the church we attend if we feel like there is no preparation for what we can expect in the last days and no education and prophecy should we leave the church or try to address the issue with our pastor
1: yeah you know it's a really good question and i want to separate the difference between maybe not having everything you'd like to have and and false teaching if a pastor is not addressing prophecy that doesn't make him a false teacher um false teaching is just that it's when you teach the bible falsely and say things that aren't true so if you have a teacher that's not really into prophecy, he's not a false teacher if he's teaching the truth. However, he's not giving you the full counsel of God's word. And so the hard part is, you know, Paul said this, I've not declined, um, I've not shunned to, to, to share declare, the, to declare the the entire counsel, the whole counsel of God's word. Acts twenty twenty seven. And when there's a yeah. pastor who's not sharing prophecy, here's what they're guilty of. They're guilty of not declaring the entire counsel of God's word. And you need the entire counsel of God's word. You know, you need the whole Bible to be a whole Christian. And you really need prophecy, especially to understand what's going on in the last days. So I would say this. I wouldn't say this means you need to leave this church, and I wouldn't accuse the pastor of being a false teacher. I would simply say, if you desire to be more equipped for the last days, and if you want the full counsel of God's word, and you want to really understand what's happening in the last days, I would say you need to find a church where they are teaching the entire counsel of God's word, and they are teaching prophecy, because without that, you can't have it. We've said it many times before. A third, a fourth or a third, as people can argue about what that number is. It's large either way. A fourth or even as much as a third of the Bible, according to theologians, is prophecy. And that means if your pastor is not teaching prophecy, he's leaving a third of the Bible out. So the question you've got to answer is do I want to go to a church where my pastor is leaving a third of the Bible out? Or do I want to find a church that's teaching the full counsel of God's word? I would choose a church that's teaching the full counsel of God's word, but I would not call this particular pastor a false teacher yeah. or apostate. I would just say he's he's being insufficient for the, for the needs of the body of Christ.
0: And Laura, I would even go uh, one step further and address it like this. Uh, I would look for a church if you feel led to leave the church that you're in. And ask the question of a prospective church or pastor, do you teach the entire Bible from Genesis to Revelation? Do you go through it expositionally, verse by verse, from Genesis 1 to the end of Revelation? Because if you've got a pastor in a church that's going line by line and verse by verse through the entire Bible, well, you're going to get prophecy. You're going to get taught prophecy. The pastor can't avoid it. Right. If he's going verse by verse. That's right. So so I would even do that versus, you know, asking them, do they ha- do they teach the full counsel of God's word? Because they could say, yes, they do. But they could do that in a
1: topical sense. Yeah. Yeah. anyway Well, that's a just great, a thought. It, that's a great encouragement, Greg. But I want to say this, too, to prepare uh, Laura for that or anybody else that's listening. Um, you know, it's a lot easier to say you need to find a church that teaches line by line and verse by verse than to really find them. Um, it's called, it's called expository teaching and it's through the whole Bible. There aren't that many churches that do it anymore. There are great churches. Don't get me wrong. Great churches teaching great topicals and even great series and even maybe taking a portion of scripture and doing an expository teaching on that portion. But what you're talking about is somebody starting in Genesis, yep. and they're working line by line, verse by th- verse, all the way through to Revelation. That's harder to find, but if you can find that church, you're going to be a much more well-rounded believer, in my opinion, because, well, I say my opinion, because you're going to get all the Word of God. I don't think it's my opinion. I think that's what the Bible would teach.
0: Well, and you're going to get every topic that the Bible teaches yeah. when you do that, yeah. and you're only going to get the things that God wants to talk about. As often as he wants to talk about them, and that keeps the the pastor on track and away from soapboxes and things like that.
1: What a great point, Greg. You're right. Whenever you teach through the Bible line by line and verse by verse, you cover all the topics that God wants to cover proportionally to how they should be covered in a believer's life. And that that keeps again the pastor from having a favorite soapbox or whatever the case might be. That that's a great point.
0: All right. Well, uh, Laura, thank you so much for your question. And if you've got a question like Laura, we invite you to visit thewaymedia.net. Click on signs of the Times, and you'll see where you can submit to Pastor Mark your prophecy question. All right, let's go to the church. We were talking about the church earlier. That's right. Um, Christian Today is reporting that in Australia,
1: this is interesting. Yeah, it is.
0: Christians are having to choose between their church or their job. Yeah. Wow.
1: Yeah. And, and you know, Greg, it's, it's, it's hard to believe we're li- going through this again uh, as a world. But again, remember, this world is, it's uh, Satan's the God of this world, small g. Yeah. Until God takes it over, he's allowing him to do this to think it would happen again in, in the Western culture. But I want to make this point even before I get into this art article. I want our listeners to keep your eye on Australia. Australia seems to be leading the world in deception right now in many ways. Um, and I don't know why. You wonder, is there is there is – who is the Antichrist coming out of Australia? The Bible did not tell us. I'm saying <laughs> for some reason – Australia really is kind of one of the world leaders in going the wrong direction and deception of the last days. And they're also one of the worst right now as far as cracking down on Christianity. And again, you just heard in the uh, headline that Greg read, uh, it says a Rubicon has been crossed in Australia for the first time. Someone lost their job because of the church they belong to. As a non, uh, AFL is an Austrian rules football team. Uh, and based in Melbourne, it has a membership of over 80,000 and is a major player in uh, is a large and lucrative sport in Australia. This week, it appointed a local businessman, Andrew Thornburn, as its chief executive. He lasted one day in the job. And the story is best summed up by the Herald Sun headline and a quote. Essendon's chief executive, Andrew Thornburn, has stepped down after the shock link to church was revealed shock link because he's going to the church. I mean, that that's a shocking statement, but again, the bottom line is it's a, it's a mainstream it says this was not even a link to a controversial social media post. It says the new CEO was forced out because of anything he said, not because of anything he said or did, but simply because he is linked to a mainstream Christian church, which teaches the Bible. He is the chairman of the board. So we're now living in a day or even in the Western culture, People are losing their jobs and positions because they go to church. That's hard to imagine. Listen, I believe coming to a nation near you. So Australia seems to be leading the way on these things, Greg. They're kind of like California in America. Keep your eye on them. Something's going on with Australia. But again, it's shocking to see where we are and how tragic that we're in this place. But it's the world we live in. It's going to get worse.
0: Australia, practically overnight with covid lost many of their freedoms as a society. They really did. And they were one of the most stringent nations yeah. when it came to literal lockdowns. They were
1: beating people with clubs who wouldn't wear masks, knocking them down. I mean dude it was, it was it was awful. And you're talking about because you don't have a mask on. Um you're right. They they overnight became one of the most brutal, um, really controlled dictarian type of, of, yeah. of nations. And it's scary to see how fast it can happen.
0: Yeah. And so it's not surprising, really That you see a story like that come out of Australia. Sad, sad indeed. Right. Uh, Our next article, Pastor Mark, comes from AP News. United Methodists are breaking up in a. What, it, what this article calls a slow motion schism. Yeah. Please explain what that well, means. Well, how sad
1: this is. I've been watching the Methodist Church kind of dissolve over the last, you know, 30, 40 years in just a really kind of uh, expedited way. A lot of great Methodist churches out there, a lot of great Methodist pastors. I want to make sure I say that. I, I have a very dear friend who, a uh, Methodist pastor, and on fire for God and just, you know, serving the Lord, staying true to the word of God. So this is not any kind of indictment against the Methodists as a whole. But the United Methodist um, organization is beginning to dissolve because those that are making a stand are now at odds with those that are turning away from the Bible. And this this uh, schism is happening, It says United Methodist have for generations been a mainstay of the American religious landscape, one of the most geographically widespread of the major Protestant denominations. Um, But the United Methodist Church is also the latest of several mainline Protestant denominations in America to begin fracturing, just as Episcopal, Lutheran, and Presbyterian denominations lost significant minorities of churches and members um, uh, this century over debates with sexuality sexuality and theology. So you're getting into things basically where they're just going against the word of God, Greg. Let me just read this one last thing, this number. In, In the annual regional gatherings across the U.S. earlier this year, The United Methodist approved requests of about 300 congregations to quit the denomination. Amazing. It says uh, special meetings in the second half of the year are expected to vote on as many as 1,000 more. So you may have as many as 1,300 churches that leave the organization this year because they're getting into false teaching And, and, and they're just, it's just causing division, which again, it should, they shouldn't be together. If they're going to go one, one, if one's going to stand in the truth and one goes toward false teaching, you've got to go with those who stand in the truth. It's just tragic to see. And by the way, I think historically we see denominations over time begin to dissolve. And that's why you'll see also historically, God will raise up a man. He'll raise up a new movement and even as Jesus came and started a whole new movement and throughout history, Martin Luther and all these people you see raised up, you know, God raises people up and a new movement gets started where God just, you know, brings something in to get us back on track. The question is, is that going to happen again? Because we might be so close to the return of the Lord, we may not have a new movement raised up. It might just be apostasy now to the end. And those of us who are standing in the truth hold firm till the end, and the Lord comes and gets his church. But it's tragic. My heart breaks for this organization that started out so on track with John Wesley and Charles Wesley, his brother.
0: Yeah. And wasn't it Methodist Church that we received a link to watch a video for? today. Was that a Methodist it church? Yeah. Uh, you know, was, yeah. uh, we, we, yeah. we talk about a lot of articles here and we always encourage people to go out and be a Berean and see if these things aren't so for far for yourself. Yeah. We had a listener uh, from signs of the times here, uh, send us a link, um, to a video that was recorded in a Methodist church, uh, that had, uh, the priest, I guess the method, the pa- Methodist pastor, whatever, and all of his garb, uh, two little children little little kids yeah. uh in masks up on the altar and along with them was a drag queen so yeah. we've talked about those stories before where that stuff is being introduced and allowed into the pulpits
1: yeah
0: uh and we saw it for ourselves the video
1: yeah yeah better a millstone be hung on your neck yeah. and thrown into the sea jesus said then you cause one of these little ones to stumble yeah and so again i fear for those men that were doing that because unless they repent that's their future jesus said i didn't jesus yeah. said that's their future and, and may God have mercy on those little children who don't know any better. It's it's tragic.
0: Greg. It's tragic. God would just erase that from their memories yeah, because yeah. It, I didn't even want to watch it and I'm an adult. So, yeah. Uh, all right. Let's get to some good news to wrap up this episode of Signs of the Times. This is from Christian Headlines. I gotta thank God, Aaron Judge says, after hitting record-breaking 60-second home run.
1: Yeah, again, you know, we talked about last week another athlete doing the same thing, yep. Jalen Hurts, and I love these athletes stepping up, Greg, because they're such a role model. Instead of the kind of uh, really horrible stuff we saw in that video, you know, at that church, so-called church, now we see something where kids really do have someone they can look up to that lead them the right way. The newest home run king of the American League is a man of faith who wants to spread the credit uh, for his achievement, achievement, Aaron Judge of the New York Yankees hit his 62nd home run of the season Tuesday to surpass Roger Maris' 61 year old record. That's a long record. 61 year old record of 61 home runs. Isn't that interesting? 61 years, 61 home runs. He now <laughs> breaks at 62. The only uh, record was Judge was the first major league baseball player since the so called steroid era, uh, two decades ago to hit at least 60 homers in one season. And all those players completed, uh, competed rather in the national league he says i've got to thank god for putting me in this position and getting me to where i'm at and he goes on thanking a lot of other people but again it's so uh, wonderful to see that he's not afraid to give god the glory and god the credit for giving him a blessed life and um, it doesn't mean that a godless person can't be a good baseball player it does mean though that when we do have gifts and talents we need to give god the glory for those gifts and those talents and so absolutely and especially when you're
0: given a platform Yeah, to share like that as Uh, well exactly
1: you know and and a great way to end today's show and greg i just want again before we end once again go back to the gospel and really what our heart is behind all this we look at all the articles we look at uh, god talking about he's going to judge those in psalm two that don't that that have the worldwide conspiracy in the last days and he laughs from heaven he's going to put his king on his hill regardless of what they're trying to do and all this but what god's heart is is that you don't get to that point God's heart is that you don't be like those world leaders that conspire against God to shut God down and shut God's plan down, uh, that you align yourself with those that are deceived. God's heart is that even for them, God's heart is that they repent, that they come to their senses, that they, they recognize the love of God. They come to Jesus Christ and recognize that no greater love than any man has in this and lay his down for his friends. And Jesus calls us his friends, those who believe in him, that he went to the cross willingly, let them nail him there, bleed out. His blood would, would be the sacrifice accepted by God, the Lamb of God, that sacrifice before heaven that would wash all of our sins away and that we would be, uh, again, um, if we confess our sin and repent of our sin and believe what he's done on the cross, the Bible says we'll be born again and we follow him. So my appeal would be to those listening today, if you've not followed the Lamb, if you've not looked to the Lamb who was nailed to a cross for you, the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world, why why don't you do that? What's keeping you? He loves you. He doesn't want to judge you. He wants to forgive you. He wants to accept you in the kingdom. And he wants you to rule and reign with him for a thousand years. And he wants that eternal connection to start right now. It doesn't have to be when you die. You know, if you give your life to the Lord, you're eternal in his kingdom. Now, you just have to wait until you pass from this body into the kingdom. So I encourage you, confess your sin to the Lord today. Ask his forgiveness. Tell him you believe he died for you on the cross and be born again that you might be with us In the kingdom of God because I believe the wedding supper of the lamb is very very near and we want you at our table rejoicing in oneness with our Lord
0: absolutely pastor mark thank you so much folks don't forget if you didn't hear us at the beginning hear us at the end Uh, we will not have signs of the times on October 21st but we will return october 28th in the meantime we invite you to visit our website at thewaymedia.net where you can get all things signs of the times related get the latest articles from our friends at watch.org go ahead and submit your prophecy question to pastor mark there as well and we will address that the next time that we gather together for more signs of the times right here on wiam